podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday where we have today and tomorrow left in the transfer window and it appears like Liverpool are in negotiations or it is confirmed that Liverpool are in negotiations for a new midfielder. That player is Ryan Gravenberch. Now, I'm not keen on this deal at all because Ryan Gravenberch does not fill a need in this squad. Ryan Gravenberch is a talented player. There's no doubt he's got plenty of talent. There's doubt over everything else with him, though. So he made his breakthrough, really, in the 2021 season, playing for Ajax, largely in front of no fans. And he was very promising, but inconsistent, as most young players are. The following season, he was quite poor. His value plummeted. It appeared like he decided he was too good for Ajax, and the effort level dropped considerably. And he went to Bayern for £16 where he was genuinely terrible. Now, people say he didn't get enough chances. He played 30 times. If you go through those appearances, there's, there's a lot of appearances where he's playing... 25 or more minutes. So he got opportunities and he didn't take them. And instead of taking them or putting in the extra work, he went whinging to the media about not playing enough. While at Ajax, he'd gone to the media and spoken about moving on, about how, you know, he dreamed of playing for bigger clubs and whatever else. So attitude, application, mentality, clearly big question marks over them. Big question mark over what he actually is as a footballer. Bayern have been screaming out for a number six for a couple of years now. And they just refused to try Gravenberch there, not thinking he had what was needed. Bayern fans are laughing at the idea of Liverpool converting him into a number six. Thomas Tuchel and Julian Nagelsmann before him both gave up on Ryan Gravenberch very, very quickly, which doesn't speak well to Ryan Gravenberch. Again, there's no doubting his talent. And when he joined Bayern, a number of senior players, including Joshua Kimmich, spoke very highly about his talent. But where is he to use that talent in this Liverpool team? A lot of people think he's actually a 10 that the best way to use him is a 10, like a Yaya Toure type of 10, where you put two behind him, 
who will set a platform for him and he can drop deep and pick the ball up and use his ball carrying. He's a good ball carrier. He's a good passer of the ball. But we don't play with a 10. And if we were to play with a 10, then that would have to be Dominic and not Ryan Gravenberch. So we would likely play him as an eight, except that we've signed Dominic and Alexis McAllister this season. And we have Curtis and we have Thiago and we have Harvey Elliott. Now, as I said before, I don't like Harvey in midfield. I prefer him in the forward line, but not necessarily in our forward line because he doesn't suit that inside forward role. So the Gravenberg thing to me, like if we had a complete squad, if we had all our boxes ticked off, if we bought a defensive midfielder, if we'd fixed our defense and we were signing Gravenberch on top, then I could get on board with it because then it's just a gamble on his talent. It's a gamble on trying to undo the last couple of seasons and get him back to the point where he was an 18-year-old and working from there. And that I could get on board with because you wouldn't be needing to play him all that regularly while you work with him. You could develop him, give him spot appearances, but you'd have a plan in place and you could sell him on that plan of, look, you might not play a whole lot in year one, but by year two, sorry, by year two, we think you're going to be a key player for us. We think we can develop you into something really, really good here. But we don't have our boxes ticked off. We haven't signed the holding midfielder we need. And people can waffle all they want about how, oh, well, you don't need a holding midfielder. You don't need a ball. Yes, you do. City play Rodri. And yes, his game is more about what he does on the ball. But when City lose the ball, he is incredible. Blocking passing lanes, tracking runners, blocking runners, booting people up in the air when he needs to. When he needs to get physical, when he needs to be a bastard, he can be a bastard. Arsenal have Declan Rice, whose best attribute is his ball winning. And they have Thomas Partey. Chelsea just spent about $200 on Caicedo, Lavia and Ugachukwu. Ball winners. And yes, Caicedo's not a a sitting six. He's a roaming ball winner. Gravenberch is not that. And Chelsea also have Endo. Enzo, who's good defensively and a physical presence. We don't have that player. We have Thiago and we have Alexis, who are very, very good, but they're not physical. They get bullied if they try to engage in duels of bigger, stronger players. They get run past. So it is concerning if the plan is to play Gravenberch as the quote-unquote six. Some people have said, oh, well, we'll use, it's clearly going to be a double pivot of Gravenberch and, and Alexis. That's not as bad, but again, who's stopping opposition runners from midfield? And we don't play with a double pivot. We don't play 4-2-3-1. Outside of 18-19, and obviously the first season he took over, so 16-17, 17-18, 1920, 2021, 21, 22, and last season. 
How many games under Jurgen have we actually played a 4-2-3-1? 15, maybe, at the, at the high end. We had that run in eighteen nineteen where we used it with Shakiri playing on the right-hand side and Mo playing up front with Bobby behind and Mane left. But we haven't done that since. Not on a regular basis. So I just don't know. If we could have gotten Gravenberch at the end of the 2020 the 2020-21 season, that would have been very, very interesting. If we could have got him last summer, that would have been kind of interesting. Because again, you could develop him more as a project. Now, because we've sold Fabinho, we don't have a six other than Endo, who's clearly not cut out to be a starter for a team like us who wants to win major honours. It's going to push this kid to play a position he's not comfortable in or he's not good in a lot more. Like physically, he has the tools. He's 6'3". He's decently built. He's got really, really good core strength. He doesn't use his body well. He's very passive. He's like Cody. He doesn't play to his size. And like Cody, he's more style than substance. Now, maybe we could take an approach from Pep Guardiola's book and pump him full of steroids and turn him into Frank Reichard. But, you know, that type of thing doesn't normally normally fly in the Premier League. Um, but look, if, if it happens, it happens. And if he signs, he'll get the support he needs. And he'll get the backing of the fan base. But, like... It's not what we need, and we're. It's not even. It's not Gravenberch that's the issue. It's. It's Liverpool deciding to do something that isn't what they need to do. It's Liverpool once again going into a season with holes in their team. Now, if we sign Calvin Phillips alongside him, which Graham Kelly has suggested he thinks might happen, and a number of City fans are saying that's the word coming out of City is that Calvin Phillips is going to go to Liverpool then that would make a lot more sense because then Phillips can start as your six and you can bring Gravenberch along slowly. But if we bring Gravenberch in and he ends up playing as an eight and Alexis is the six, that's really going to be a waste of Alexis McAllister. And it's going to leave us soft in the middle of the park. But it is what it is. Other name going around at the moment is Piero Hincapié. And he would solve a lot of our issues defensively. Um, and he can also play as a six if you need him to. But if we could sort the defence, then having a soft midfield wouldn't necessarily be as big a problem. But if we've got a soft midfield and a large hole in our defence, then that is a very big problem. And that's the type of problem that could cost you a top four finish. We'll have to wait and see. We're leaving it very, very late, though. Like, there's no way we couldn't have got Gravenberch in July. The reason Bayern are hesitant now is because they want to get a replacement. And had we bought him in July, they would have had two months. So they would have let him go. But we didn't even approach them in July. We spoke to him or his agent in April with their permission. 
and then nothing. So why have we left it this late? If he's someone that, that they're desperate for, why have we left it this late? And it looks like what Byron wants to do is take the money from him and the money from Benji Pavard and sign Joe Polinia from Fulham, who's more what we need. You know? Um, this is Anfield. Have a piece about refereeing double standards. There's a piece about Klopp's look with injuries claim exposed. A couple of pieces about Gravenberch. Um, Gravenberch apparently hasn't trained today, so it does look like that deal will or should get done unless Bayern just can't get another body in the in the door. Um, nine transfers that could still happen. Let's have a look at that. Uh, Nat Phillips is going on loan to Celtic. Going on loan again. He'll be 27 next summer and have a year left in his contract. And he'll be coming back to Liverpool. Still a Liverpool player. Um, Liverpool in talk to sign Andre in January. Apparently, not, um, West Ham have jumped the queue on Andre and look like they will beat us to the punch there. So the nine transfers, Phillips away, uh, youngsters to make the move, Tyler Adams, Bobby Clark potentially going on loan as well as Luke Chambers, Pitaluga, Yaros, Norris, Glatzel and Muzalewski could also make temporary moves. Um, so there we go. That's that on Liverpool.com. What dreams are they selling us today? In what way have they shoehorned Pep Guardiola into an article? Uh, Liverpool can sell. Okay, this is about Gra- Everything is about Gravenberch. There's four pieces about Gravenberch. Um, Ryan Gravenberch transfer won't fix Liverpool weakness. Jurgen Klopp already told Waturuendo. Okay. Liverpool Transit could add another player like Dominic Sabozlai. That's a stretch. Um, Darwin Darwin Nunes sends Jurgen Klopp messages. Wilfred Ndidi arrives in dream Liverpool transfer end. I like Ndidi, but the injuries would terrify me. Uh, Arthur Tiete transfer. Mohamed Salah call. Realistic 48 hours of Liverpool moves as two out. As uh, a piece about Ibrahim Sanger, a piece about Mo, a piece about Ansu Fati, who's going to Brighton, so I'm not sure why that's linked to us. Uh, Liverpool finds new Neymar. Again, I've never heard Bakayoko called the new Neymar. Um, and another piece about Gravenberg. Right, so on to AnfieldIndex.com. David Ornstein has said never say never in regards to Salah going to Saudi Arabia this summer. I think it's fairly clear we can say never. Uh, not this summer, anyway. As uh, a piece about Gravenberch, a piece about Connor Bradley, who has been ruled out for the foreseeable future with a significant injury. Um, he's got a stress fracture in his back, which is very, very worrying for the young lad. 
Uh, prognosis suggests uh, an eight to 12 week recovery period. That's such a blow because he was coming off a really good season. I was hoping he'd get a good loan this summer. Uh, Andrew Beasley's written a piece and there's nonsense from Jan Agafjortoft. Podcast wise, there's the new under pressure and there's a new scouted where we went over one position that every Premier League team could look to fill. And that's it, folks. Um, hopefully tomorrow we'll have at least some clarity over deals. And if it's Gravenbirch, it's Gravenbirch. And we'll just all get behind it because, you know, kid deserves the opportunity if he, if he does sign. Um, we can we can vent and we can we can vent and we can complain in the process of the move, but it's not his fault if that's what we do. And he'll obviously come to the club wanting to succeed, and he obviously has plenty of talent. There's no doubting the talent that he has. It's just a matter of whether he has the right mindset, whether he has the right attitude, and whether he's committed because. One of the major questions around him during his time at Bayern in his last season at Ajax was whether he was fully committed to the calls. So hopefully that's something Jürgen can can sort out. Uh, interesting uh, interview that Jörg Schmatke has given. Uh, the Training Ground Guru on Twitter. You should have a look at their page and just see what, what Jörg Schmatke had to say about his role. And that's it. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.